Welcome to the Strong Her Way to Eat, Move, and Live. Here we talk all things food freedom, fitness, and life transformation. It is so good to be here with you this week. I am super excited to chat with you about the topic today because let's face it, fitness trackers are everywhere. And I think what I might have to say is going to give you something new to think about when it comes to wearing one of these or not. I'm also a little bit excited to chat with you about these because I had my own little, not incident, but I had my own thing kind of pop up this morning with a fitness tracker. And so I wanted to just kind of share that experience and then just sort of unpack this for you a little bit more uh, from that non-diet lens using the non-diet strategies that I use for myself as well as teach my clients. So I hope you had a nice weekend. If you're listening to this in real time, it's Monday. It's a great day to be here with you, a great day to be alive. I hope that you also got some rest and some restoration in. I'd be curious to hear how you do like to recharge your batteries on the weekend, so feel free to shoot me a message over on Instagram or Facebook. We do have a few more weeks, in my family at least, for fall sports, so my weekends have been a little bit of a different kind of resting, either out at the soccer field or the baseball fields, which has been a fun experience, a new experience for me with the baseball. My son uh, wanted to play last year, and then COVID happened in the spring, so... We kind of took the the year off of sports a little bit, and this is sort of the first normal-ish year of sports that we've had since 2019, and baseball is a new sport for him, so that's been fun to watch. I remember, though, that there used to be a time when my mind was kind of preoccupied with work while I was there or just on the weekends, just kind of always thinking about work, or maybe I'd secretly even find myself working while I was trying to be there and be present at the games. And that was such a hard time. So I'm super thankful that um, I've been diligently kind of working on that, on setting some boundaries and really creating space to put work away in the evenings, on the weekends, of course, with some few exceptions, so that I can also be present and showing up in the other areas of my life as well. Because let's face it, if you are in business for yourself and you are wanting to make your own schedule, there is a reason why you're doing that. And I think so often, we just kind of forget that and we feel like we have to work and we have to hustle all of the time. We have to be available always. And so if that's where you find yourself today, I just want to let you know that there is a light at the end of the tunnel and it doesn't actually have to be that way. But anyway, Kellen is homesick today. I think that there must be a little cold going around. This is also just a great reminder, especially this year, to be taking care of yourself and your family. So aside from like the basic hand washing or, you know, not touching your face or whatever, uh, we really do try to minimize stress as much as possible, um, which, as we know, not all stress is bad or works against us. And it really does happen to be more about what we are thinking about the stressors and the stress that we experience in our life. No joke, uh, there is so much more research that is kind of emerging and coming and showing that it really is the way that we are looking about it or looking at it and thinking about it, right? So it's like if we're seeing all of the things that are happening and kind of popping up in our life as negative, our body responds differently than if we see it as, you know, sort of an obstacle or a challenge that we can rise to. And of course, it is not about toxic positivity, but it is about looking at everything as how is this maybe happening for me? And maybe I don't see it in the moment, right? Maybe in the midst of a super stressful situation, you can't see how this could be potentially happening for you. But if you can even just open your mind to the possibility that this isn't something happening to you and that there could be something good that comes out of it, 
that can kind of help us reframe the way that we are looking at and therefore our body experiences the different stresses that we go through, even the worst things, right? Even the crummy things. So aside from the way that you're kind of viewing and looking at the stress in your life, I want to also encourage you to get outside, get some vitamin D or maybe taking, you know, some vitamin D as well. Of course, talk to your uh, primary doc about that to just make sure that there's going to be, you know, no complications there. Of course, exercising, moving your body, eating a variety of foods, especially those leafy greens and vitamin C, all of those things can be great in helping to build a healthy immune system as well as keeping it up. But anyway, that was definitely a tangent from what we are talking about, although I guess loosely connected if we're talking about movement and exercise and the fitness trackers. All right, so let's get into it today. So like I said, these fitness trackers are everywhere. Um, they they started as, I think, more like those little pedometers that maybe you would put on your shoe or your hip. And I actually still see people wearing them a little bit on their hips as well, which ironically, I've heard that those are actually like the most accurate when it comes to if you're trying to track your steps, because it's actually, you know, swinging on the hip rather than the wrist. Anyway, again, that was another little aside. And then it seemed like we started to see like those little Fitbits and then, you know, all these other brands emerged. And we have all these different kinds of health tracking apps and fitness tracking apps and all this different wearable tech ultimately to kind of help us stay more active and reach our fitness goals, which if we're being honest, a lot of times, you know, we have these quote unquote health goals or fitness goals, but really it, it almost always comes down to weight. And if you have been around here for any period of time, you know that your health and your well-being is about so much more than simply the number on the scale because you can reach the number on the scale through some really unhealthy, unsustainable ways. And so if you're kind of looking at your health or your fitness goals really through that lens ultimately of you know, looking a certain way or being a certain weight or something like that, then this might just be pause for you to just kind of step back and take a look at that and see if the the behaviors that you're engaging in from a mental, emotional and physical place really are supporting you in that goal of health and um, wellness and well-being. And is it sustainable? So the question is, should you or should you not wear one of these trackers or, you know, uh, use all these fitness apps and things like that. And my overall kind of high level answer is it really does depend. Now, for some people, these can be a great way to stay motivated, to move throughout the day. Um, you know, mine, I, I have one and it just kind of vibrates. I don't know how long in between if I'm sitting for however long, it just kind of vibrates to kind of remind me like, hey, get up, time to move, maybe stretch and things like that. However, for others, it can be maybe a source of guilt or shame, frustration, anxiety, obsession. And so I think, you know, you just kind of have to know where you're at with that. Now, of course, I don't think that simply ignoring something is going to make it go away. So what I mean by that is if you are somebody who, you know, is wearing one of these trackers or, you know, for yourself, like if you start, if you started to, you know, track calories or, or something like that, that it would bring up a lot of frustration and anxiety. There is kind of this one way of thinking where it's like, well, you should just ignore doing the activity, right? Just ignore tracking, just ignore wearing the fitness app or, you know, the fitness watch or avoid using the app. And I don't think that that actually really 
takes care of the problem, right? It might solve the, the symptom in the sense that you're, you're not going to feel anxious, you're not going to feel guilt or shame or frustration so long as you're not wearing the tracker, so long as you're not tracking the thing. But it's not really taking care of the underlying reason, the, the thing that was causing you to feel the guilt or the shame or the frustration or to go into sort of that obsessive behavior when it comes to this. So, you know, there might be a season or a period of time where you do decide, okay, I need to take a break from tracking or from wearing this, this fitness tracker so that I can kind of work on some of this underlying stuff and that's fine. And maybe you never go back to it, but I think there's kind of this false sense that we're solving the issue. We're taking care of the problem if we just ignore it. Right. And I've spoken about that actually on the scale several times before, whereas I think, you know, if, if we're not careful, then we're just avoiding it. We're just kind of putting it off. But as soon as you get on the scale or as soon as you wear the tracker or you were to track something again, you're going to see all of that stuff still coming back. And so really that is, I think, kind of the work that I get to do with my clients, right? Because you could theoretically just ignore the scale or ignore the trackers and that's all good until you happen to get on the scale again, right? Then you notice all of the same thoughts, all the same insecurities, all the same feelings come up and that really is the stuff to get to work on. So this morning I uh, did kind of this kettlebell flow, this mobility workout, and I'm in the second half of my luteal phase this week. So I'm just a few days out before my period is set to start. And I've been working to sync my monthly cycle with my exercise in an effort to really work more with my body, especially um, as I noticed how hard my workout started to feel toward my monthly cycle right towards my period it wasn't until i slowed down enough to really start to kind of put it together that oh yeah there are certain periods of the month or certain times of the month where i feel a little bit more energized a little bit stronger um, i could do you know higher intensity or heavier workouts and not feel physically as taxed whereas there would be certain times of the month where it was like man i feel like i am barely working out as hard as i was and this is so much harder and so, um, you know, anyway, during this kettlebell flow, I was feeling winded and I could definitely feel my body working hard, right? It, my heart rate was up. Um, I was definitely getting a little bit warmer and I checked my watch. I checked my fitness tracker at the end of the workout and saw that it didn't register any of my activity. And what was interesting is I could immediately start to kind of notice that frustration, like how am I gonna reach my goal of activity minutes that I set for myself for the week? Um, there was definitely kind of some diet-minded thinking here that was creeping up and coming in. And I was for sure starting to make this mean something that it really didn't, right? It's like, I mean, at the end of the day, I knew I still showed up, I still showed up for myself, I still, you know, showed out. And truthfully, I really do feel like I did the best thing for my body in trying to honor what my body needed at this point of the month, especially with the cycle sinking versus, you know, just go hard, just push, just grind it out day in and day out. 
But how often, you know, have we been exposed to those messages, right, of and, and really those ideas and not just in the fitness field, but everywhere, right? It's like, you know, if you're, you're not sweating, if you're not dying by the end of the workout, like, did you even work out, right? And so I think sometimes we can really get put into kind of that hustle harder or do, do more mode, right? Or we go to the other extreme and it's kind of like, well, why even bother? So it's sort of is that all or nothing mentality. It's like if it doesn't look a certain way, if our exercise doesn't look a certain way, then why even bother or try? And, you know, I think I've also shared my story around yoga a little bit where for me, when I was first starting my journey in fitness, it really did start with running. And I think even before that, it started with yoga because I was somebody that was experiencing a lot of anxiety, a lot of insecurity. I had been taking um, medication for it for a little while, and I do not advise this, but I decided to just go cold turkey off of the anxiety medicine, and I wanted to look for a more natural way to manage my anxiety, and so I turned to yoga. But it's like now I get to the place where it's like, you know, I'm only good to do yoga for about 15, maybe 25 minutes at a time, because in my mind, I think there was part of me in my fitness journey that really did get conditioned to think that it has to be a hard, it has to be a super intense workout, or it doesn't really count. You know, I mean, not that I really look at the calories or anything like that, but it's like, if I didn't burn X amount of calories, then I would come away from a workout feeling disappointed. And so I think, you know, we just see all of these kinds of messaging, especially in the fitness arena. And I cannot emphasize for you the importance of having the skill of really being able to watch your thoughts and noticing your emotions and truly being able to process those, redirect your mind to a place that is more useful and therefore productive, which was exactly what I was able to do. I could start to see myself be like, well, it didn't even track the workout, you know, oh my gosh, like... I could see, you know, myself kind of my brain wanting to go down that rabbit hole, but it was like, oh, wait a minute, I see this, I recognize this, and I'm going to actually choose to go in a different way, a more useful and more productive way for myself. So ultimately, there are a few things to consider when it comes to wearing a fitness tracker. Number one, know that there is a pretty large margin of error. And I think that they have gotten better over time. However, in just a quick search that I did last week and then I reconfirmed today, they still have a pretty big margin of error. And when it comes to the energy expenditure, which is going to be like the calories going out on the ones that they tested, there is no less than a 20% margin of error. And this was in a pretty recent study. So to to put that a little bit more simply, if your watch or your tracker picks up that you burned 100 calories, it could be 20% less or 20% more. So, you know, just for, for that sake alone, and I mean, definitely not to get too far off the topic here, but that's another reason that I'm not a huge fan of the, the calorie tracking, right? The calories going in, the calories going out. I it's It really is an oversimplified way to look at how your body, you know, brings energy in, how it uses it. But also when we've got nutrition labels and we have these trackers that have pretty large margins of error, it's really hard to know how accurate your calculation really even is. Number two, you want to kind of check in with your current relationship with exercise, your body, food. What is that like right now? So there may be a time for you, like I said earlier, to take a break from your fitness tracker before reintroducing it, or maybe you decide that you need to just kind of work on 
your relationship with the tracker, with all the data as you're still wearing it, right? So if the tracker is more of a form of stress or frustration, anxiety, and really creates kind of that obsessive behavior, then that's just an indicator for you that there really is some work for you to do there. If you can wear the tracker and not make any of the data, right, the steps, the calories, the activity minutes, or anything like that mean anything about you, then I would say you're probably good to go to kind of keep wearing that activity tracker um, without you know, too much drama, right? So it's just something to kind of notice, like, do you ever get to that place where you're obsessive, where you're kind of hard on yourself, or maybe you're making it mean something about you, or you're using it to beat yourself up. And really, that is the bottom line. We don't want to use these fitness trackers to beat ourselves up, right? So don't use them as kind of this hard and fast data, especially since there is such a margin of error as well. Use them if they inspire and motivate you to get or stay active throughout the day, but try to be on to yourself if underneath that motivation, there's some sort of fear, right? Fear of gaining weight, fear of not losing weight, um, if you're feeling sort of insecurity or really this pressure, right? And again, that might feel like guilt, it might feel like frustration, it might feel like anxiety. So just notice if those feelings start to come up, because again, that's just some indication for you that there's something kind of maybe driving this motivation that is ultimately not going to be helpful for you in the long run. So for me today, as I was able to see exactly what was happening and to just kind of let it go, that was like a huge win for me because there was a period of time where that definitely would have not been the case, right? I might have been like, okay, I've got to hop on the bike or I've got to go for a jog or I need to, you know, do another 20 minute workout that's a little bit more intense. And, you know, sure, I may not make my activity minutes this week, but that's okay because I know that at the end of the day, like I'm still moving my body, I'm still nourishing it with food. And I feel like I truly am giving it what it needs, right? I'm still reaching my goals in a different way. It might just look slightly different. And so you really want to work, I think, over time to kind of create this flexible, sort of healthy relationship with any sort of a tracker or the scale or anything like that, rather than, you know, being ruled by it on the one hand or simply avoiding it on the other. All right. I hope that this was helpful for you this week to just give you some perspective, give you some stuff to think about, whether you're thinking about getting one of the trackers, you know, one of the fitness watches, you're already wearing it, but to really just kind of slow down, step back and examine how you're using the fitness tracker if you are, or maybe what you think you would be getting one for, right? Or maybe the reasons that you wouldn't want to use one or you don't want to use one, um, especially since, you know, the accuracy is, is kind of hit and miss anyway. But regardless of if you choose to wear one or not, just think about knowing why you would use it or you wouldn't and make sure you really like the reasons for either way, right? Like are those reasons that are going to be truly helping you reach those new levels of your fitness journey or your life, or is it somehow hindering you and holding you back? Are you using it as another tool to kind of just show you maybe how much you're not measuring up? Or is it something that you really can use to just kind of help you keep track of the data? Work on cleaning up your relationship with fitness trackers, your goals, food, your weight, your body. That work all starts inside. It starts in your head. It starts with the thoughts that you think on a daily basis. And, you know, you really can just sit down and do kind of a quick brain dump, right? So it's like if you're not really sure what's going on with food or your weight or your body or fitness trackers, just write down the topic at the top of a page and then write down what are all of the thoughts that come up for you right? What are the feelings that you feel when you start to think about those things? And then you want to look at 
you know, what are the actions that I take, right? So it's like, if you're thinking about your steps, right? Maybe you write like your goal is like 10,000 steps or something, or maybe you're, you are, um, you know, tracking your calories and maybe you write calories at the top, whatever it is for you, whatever metric you're using on your tracker, just write down all of the thoughts, all of the feelings that come up. And then when you're thinking those things and you're feeling that way, what are the actions that you tend to take? Do you kind of go into that um, overcompensating and you just try to do more, do more, do more to reach those goals? Or does it kind of have the opposite effect and it sort of makes you kind of put the brakes on and completely stop, right? Because we want to get out of that all or nothing, that either or. Is it overall a net positive or a net negative experience for you? And do you find this to be something that you're ultimately using against yourself or are you using it for yourself, for your goals? All right, I know I gave you a lot of questions there at the end, a lot of uh, journaling prompts. I'm a huge fan of those because it really does help us to kind of get all of the thoughts, all of the things happening in our minds, in our brains, onto paper, kind of create that physical space. And then we can really step back, kind of separate ourselves from it, see, you know, maybe what is kind of working for me here, what isn't working, and then how do we get to work to kind of change and to work on the things that aren't working so much. Now, if you know that things could be better with you and exercise or food or your body or your weight, I can help. I spent over a decade chasing the fitness goals, chasing the number on the scale, chasing either the size or the way that I wanted my body to look only to get to that goal and still feel insecure, still feel like I was not pretty enough, like I was lacking confidence and really just in kind of this unhealthy place. So if that is where you find yourself today and you want to work on healing the relationship that you have with your body, with yourself, with food, with exercise, I can help you. Go ahead and send an email to alicia at aliciacarlson.com or come connect with me on Instagram or Facebook. I cannot wait to get started helping you work on those health and fitness goals so that you truly can be who you were created to be and do the work that you were put on this earth to do. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Enjoy your afternoon and I'll talk to you again soon.